Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What is up, party people? It's me, Jason McIntyre, in for Colin Cowherd. He is fresh off a fun conversation with LeBron, uh, and now he is moving this weekend. I'm joined today by Alex Curry. Alex, back from the Pacific Northwest in the MLB All-Star Game. Yeah, what a blast that was. I mean, I think I forget every time I go to Seattle it's so beautiful I've been really lucky where I haven't experienced like the gloom it's been sunny bright and it's just so fun seeing the best of the best all in one place and how excited they are I think everyone even the players were most excited to all meet and see Shohei Otani. Yes. Every single one of them. And we'll be talking about Otani. Oh, yes, Big we will. game tonight. Big series this weekend to On start the, the second tonight. half. Uh, we'll do a lot of MLB. We'll do plenty of NBA. I'm a little concerned for the Warriors. But I do want to start with a uh, story I saw about one Kyler Murray and uh, the theme of accountability. So I have been historically a big Kyler Murray guy. Um, of course, he was injured last season, and now things are in flux. So Kyler was talking to the Arizona Cardinals website about accountability. And I think some of these quotes are a little troubling. Look at this. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be coachable, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But if the bleep ain't working at some point, we all have to look in the mirror. It's a team sport. We have to be locked in. Right, you, you guys are familiar with the theme of accountability, right? Especially in the NFL. You're the quarterback, the most visible position on the field, probably in sports. He's also uh, just inked a lucrative contract, gave him $103 million guaranteed. Listen, it all begins and ends with Kyler Murray. And he's on a sinking ship right now, right? J.J. Watt bailed. Buda Baker's asked out. DeAndre Hopkins said, trade me, then they released him. Like, this is a franchise in flux. And Kyler Murray has to step up and be accountable. And I want to just give you a quick story about accountability. You guys know I used to run a website. And I'll never forget uh, an Easter weekend 2013. I was at my wife's family uh, for dinner. And we are eating Easter dinner. And there's an NCAA tournament game on. And a Louisville basketball player by the name of Kevin Ware 
suffered a pretty gnarly broken leg in the game. It was one of those, ooh, like you could see the bone protruding, very gruesome, gnarly. So I was running a website at the time. We had a staff of about 12 guys full-time and part-time. And one of our guys instantly, hey, this is, this is big news, jumps on the post and puts it up. So about 30 minutes into our Easter dinner, I get a call from who I called the Bobs, the suits uh, at the company that owned our website. Hey, Jason, hey, you guys have to take this post down. It is, it's just inappropriate. It's really gnarly. Uh, it just, it's kind of gross. You got to take it down. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have any experience running uh, news, any background in reporting, journalism, anything? If it bleeds, it leads. You guys know that. Now, obviously, we put a big tag on the post. Hey, this is bad. You may not want to see it. This guy broke his leg. But this story is going to lead today, tomorrow. This is going to be a big story. And our guy posted it, and it was getting monster traffic, which is kind of the game on the Internet. You got to get traffic. So this gentleman in the front office of the uh, USA Today that had owned us at the time said, listen, you've got to mention to the writer to take it down now. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is on me. Don't make it about the writer. I run the site. I told him to do the post. Well, you know, we're, we're going to keep it up. So, of course, he, get, he wants to get the lawyer involved. You got to take it down. The Internet's yelling at us. I was like, listen, it's fine. I'll take the arrows. I'll talk to the lawyer. I took full accountability, okay? Of course, a couple days later, I get called into a glass office, and they want to yell at me. But it's not about the writer who posted it. It's about me. That's what accountability is. And, you know, you look at these Kyler Murray quotes and you start to wonder, man, this guy's been in the league five years. He got his big contract. Does Kyler Murray understand accountability? I don't want to say, like, we all have to look in the mirror. Yes, football's a team sport. And, you know, the defense of Arizona is not good. It's going to be horrid this year. Special teams, not great either. They have the youngest coaching staff in the league. There's a lot of problems there. But this is about Kyler Murray and accountability. And... You know, historically, accountability hasn't been a big thing for Kyler Murray. I want to remind you guys of an interview he did with Dan Patrick before the NFL draft. Okay, Kyler Murray is a very pampered player. He's one of the most ballyhooed high school football players in Texas football history. And we know the rich history, Friday Night Lights, Texas football. He, he went 42-0, and won three state championships. And as he uh, goes to college, you know, he had some success uh, mild success at AM, then transfers to Oklahoma, sits behind Baker Mayfield, wins a Heisman Trophy, and he's going to the draft. Everybody says he's going to be number one. And I just want to give you a snapshot into Kyler Murray. Here is an interview he gave with Dan Patrick, kind of cringeworthy. Are you going to the combine? <laughs> I don't know. Well, wait, wait, Dad, is he going to the combine? No comment. <laughs> Dad had no comment there. Pro day? I mean, that's after the combine. Yeah, are you going to do a pro day? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. I guess. If you want to say yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, are you going to spring training? I don't know. Wait, you don't know? <laughs> Dad, is he going to spring training? <laughs> Another no comment here. Oh, boy. That's, that's tough to watch. That's difficult to stomach. And then, listen, I'm sure some people say, listen, uh, J-Mac, J ease up on this kid. He's a, he was a college kid going to the NFL. Guys, he kept looking to his dad for answers. Um, you know, I heard a story that Kyler Murray's mom was still doing his laundry in Arizona. This is while he's a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Like, at some point, you've got to grow up and show accountability. I don't want to hear about the team. And we know, listen, Arizona has... 
they, they did very poorly on those NFLPA report cards. They ranked 31st. They got an F in uh, the weight room, F in the training facility. Like, it, it's not great. Things are not great there. But you know who can turn them around? Kyler Murray, by stepping up to the plate and accepting accountability. You, you put your name out there, Kyler. It, it's, it's a tough one, especially given how bad the roster is. And what adds to all of this is looming if Arizona gets the number one pick in the draft. They're probably moving on from Kyler Murray. So not only, Kyler, are you auditioning for your leading role in Arizona this season, where eventually you're going to come off the ACL injury and hopefully start a few games and maybe get some Ws, but you could be auditioning for the other owners who are looking for a quarterback. I don't think the market's going to be as robust for Kyler Murray as everybody thinks it is if they end up getting the number one pick and Caleb Williams. All right, I saw this. I want to move to the NBA real quick. You guys know I'm from New York. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan, or at least I was when he was uh, starring with the Knicks briefly. Um, We're in a tough moment right now in basketball. And if you guys remember, I hosted a few weeks, maybe a month ago, Chris Broussard came on the show. And we were batting back and forth some problems with basketball in America. Because the NBA is thriving, obviously a great sport. Um, but we're seeing international players come over and win MVPs. Jokic just won the, uh, the, the NBA Finals, uh, NBA Finals MVP. Like, the international players are having a moment. And something's going on in American basketball. It's been happening for a while. We've heard Jay Billis and many kind of bemoan the AAU culture. Well, there's a player by the name of Will Barton who did play for the Nuggets. Um, and he gave a, a podcast interview on why Carmelo is one of his, wait for it, Top 15 players all time. Crazy handle, yeah, mid-range, yeah. shoot it, get to the rim. First step was quick. Like, if we going out just eye test, of yeah. basketball, it ain't 15 guys that I ever seen that was nah. better than him. And I say this all the time. It ain't 15 guys that I ever not. seen that was better than him. All right, this is going to be a tough one. Because uh, So when I, grew, when I was growing up, I was in the Northern Virginia area, and I was a big college basketball fan because my friends' parents like college hoops. So I liked Georgetown and Syracuse. They had a great rivalry. So I became a Syracuse fan too. And Carmelo Anthony goes to Syracuse one year, wins a title. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. Carmelo then goes to the NBA. I think he walked in the league and averaged like 21 as a rookie. Just an awesome talent. Talent. Okay? And then he would get to the playoffs And every year, it was the same deal. Bounced in the first round. And folks, this is kind of crazy. I had to double-check the numbers. Carmelo Anthony got out of the first round of the playoffs twice in his entire career. And and if you're looking for the symmetry, one time in Denver, one time in New York. Interesting. Got out of the first round twice. And Will Barton, who, by the way, is from Baltimore. And, you know, Carmelo Anthony's family largely grew up in Baltimore. I think he was born in Brooklyn. But... I'm sure Will Barton watched some Carmelo Anthony growing up and like everybody was rooting for him. But this idea that he's a top 15 player all time just doesn't jive with anything, anything that you've seen on the court. There is literally no evidence that could back up Carmelo Anthony being a top 15 player all time. And I think it comes down to this. The young American basketball players now, and we've touched on this on the show before, they're in this like highlight culture where, man, Can you take him off the dribble? How's your handle? How's your crossover? Can you do an elite layup finish the way Kyrie Irving does? And the players seem very wrapped up in this because Carmelo Anthony was brilliant at all that. One-on-one, he could cook anybody. Great shooter, 
awesome score, lethal score. But was he a winning basketball player? And I would challenge Will Barton. Will, there's no evidence Carmelo Anthony ever raised the level of any of his teammates in the NBA. Ever. It just didn't happen. He's an offensive player, which is great. You need offense to win in this league. And I saw Kevin Durant chime in on this. I should probably stay away from KD since anytime I talk about him, he gets very angry and yells at me and calls me mean names. That being said, Carmelo Anthony wasn't even in the level of KD. And KD played defense. And my problem right now with largely this American basketball culture is AAU basketball is hurting badly. My son played uh, for a year, and it would be like you go to a tournament, you play two games one day, two games the next, and it's like, does winning? I mean, obviously you want to win games and you want to win trophies, but the idea is are you getting your stats? Are you playing well? Are you putting up buckets? Are you getting noticed by coaches? And it seemed more of a me culture than a we culture. And there's something about the international players. When Jokic makes everyone around him better, Luka Doncic is a triple-double king. I know people will say, well, Jason, Russell Westbrook, triple-double king. You got to put him in that. No, 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 no. (laughs) Russell Westbrook is the reason Kevin Durant left OKC, guys. This me culture, Westbrook had it. He wanted all the shots. Carmelo Anthony had it. Now, Melo, for sure, is a Hall of Famer. No denying that. He's a top 50 player all time. I know you made the top 75 list. But this idea that he's a top 15 player when he's not known for his defense, he, on the, on the boards, he would love to yell out obscenities when he would grab rebounds. There's a funny video of like three minutes of Carmelo cursing as he grabs rebounds. Like, that's what I'll remember for him and the Syracuse title. Not never getting out of the first round except twice when you needed a, a, a great point guard to lead the way in Chauncey Billups and Jason Kidd in New York. Like, Chauncey Billups with the Nuggets. Like, Carmelo, I just wish, the. Uh, we even saw it recently, right? Um, Brandon Miller, the young kid coming to the NBA draft, was asked, like, who's his goat? He, he said Paul George. And I get it. You know, obviously, maybe he liked Paul George and loved his game and modeled his game after him. But what happened to admiring the winners, the guys who won titles, who elevated the play of others? Magic Johnson, LeBron James. Steph Curry, why don't we love those guys? Guys who actually win as opposed to just get buckets. I don't know. It it just disappointed me as a Carmelo fan and as a basketball fan who likes winning players. I never thought of Carmelo as one. We got a big show today, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, I'm going to tell you why the current running back position might be over as we know it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Back here on The Herd, I'm going to talk about the top five wide receivers in NFL history because DK Metcalf put out a silly list. Uh, that's later in the show. But first, I need to ask Alex Curry, who knows a lot about music, Uh-oh. a question. Okay. So are you familiar with the song, Mama Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys? No. Okay. What so is it? It, it was what, just a song from the 70s. So Waylon oh, okay. Jennings did a version of it. 24 million views on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mama Don't Let Your Baby Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Somebody needs to do a new version yeah. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Because right now, running backs are like on the verge of extinction, They're trending Alex. down. Yes, yeah, they're very not, They're badly. not trending up. Yes. So Saquon Barkley, uh, we know he's got issues with the Giants. Well, Josh Jacobs of the Raiders recently gave an interview to a TV reporter in Vegas. And he said, he ain't showing up for work on Monday. He's not showing up for training camp until he's got a new deal. I looked this up. Josh Jacobs is 25 years old. Saquon Barkley's 26. Right now. Running backs in the NFL, they're in trouble. And I tried, you know, in the morning meeting with the team, I'm like, God, how do we come up with saving running backs? Like, you know, people want to save uh, the Orcas. I want to save running backs. I, I want I mean, I remember Todd Gurley. Do you guys remember how incredibly nasty Todd Gurley was? He's like an MVP candidate. He's out of the league now. He's like 28 years old. It's just, we're, we're going through, I know this stuff is cyclical and people will say, oh, they'll be fine. They'll come back. But it just looks very bleak right now. Essentially, running backs are use them and dump them. And that's how these guys feel. Uh, one, one guy on our staff found an amazing stat right now. You'll never guess who the highest paid running back in the league is next year. It's a guy that doesn't have one NFL touch, B. John Robinson, who went 10th in the, or no, sorry, 8th in the draft, I believe, to the Atlanta Falcons. B. John Robinson, no touches in the NFL, and he's going to make more money than any running back in the league next year. Saquon Barkley's angry. He wants to get paid. Josh Jacobs is angry. He wants to get paid. These guys are two of the top five running backs in the league. The only answer we could come up with, um, and it, you know, because I love to make everything all about me. I'm very, uh, you know, selfish. Um, When I got to Fox, you know, I was doing a TV show here. um, And then, you know, that TV show kind of petered out. And I'm doing other stuff. And they were like, well, Jason, um, 
you know, you, you have a writing background. You, you want to write some stuff for FoxSports.com? I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. And then uh, I pitched them a podcast on gambling. This is like 2017. Sure, let's do it. Uh, and then I'm doing the TV. And then I had a, a radio gig. Essentially, the old media job was, hey, I want to get to the Washington Post. I want to be a writer. That's going to be awesome. That was like the job. Now, if you're getting into media, and it's not something I recommend, don't tell my kids, stay far away from this field. You got to come in. Can you podcast? How's your social media? Can, can you do social? Can you do videos? Can you, is radio an option? Can you write? Like, you've got to be a five-tool player if you want to get into sports media. And if you look at the running back position right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I've said this like 25 times since they won the Super Bowl. They picked a rookie in the seventh round, and he started in the Super Bowl for them. And he's pretty damn good. Pacheco. I think I said his name right. Um, but, like, that's where we are with running backs. It's like, hey, man, if your quarterback's on the rookie deal, we'll gladly pay. Well, you know, uh, Raiders just signed Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Giants, uh, they just paid, overpaid Daniel Jones. So we were chewing up too much of the cap there at quarterback, can't pay. 49ers, quarterback on the rookie deal, come on down, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, we will gladly accept you. And, oh, by the way, McCaffrey is an incredible catch-and-go guy. Uh, you throw him screen passes. He can line up in the slot. McCaffrey can line up outside. McCaffrey can do everything, right? Bijan Robinson, they're viewing him in the same mold. Uh, we're going to have Tony Algier uh, at running back, the fifth-round pick they had last year who was lights out and awesome. And, you know, we're going to line up Bijan Robinson in the slot, and let's see you put a linebacker on him, and he's going to cook that linebacker. We'll put Bijan Robinson out wide. You can do things with these running backs who are multifaceted. Can you block? Can you uh, catch passes? Can you run the football? You need to do all three. And that's why I kind of joked, Mamba, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Like, if you're just the hand the ball to them and grind out three, four yards, I don't think any position in the league takes as much punishment. You could argue offensive line because they're in the trenches banging helmets every time. But running backs take a pounding. And you know, you know who takes less of a pounding? Running backs who move to the outside and can catch passes. So... I'm a little concerned for Jacobs. By the way, if you want to go uh, deep, and I haven't done every team in the league yet, but you start reading some of these numbers on the Raiders, and um, it, it, it does not look good. And if you now factor Josh Jacobs out, I, I imagine they'll figure something out, but it's probably not going to be palatable for him. And there is the nuclear scenario where he just decides, yo, I'm out. I'm going to sit this season out. I, I don't want it. Um, the Raiders are going to be very bad down there in that Tampa Bay Arizona Cardinals, they're going to be a nightmare. Um, and without Josh Jacobs, it's going to be very ugly. Giants without, Sa without Saquon, we're looking at like five or six wins. So we can say running backs don't want to pay him, but then you remove them from your team, and neither of those teams has much going on. Let's get to Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. NFL because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have become one of the league's most successful duos winning two Super Bowls together in just six seasons. Mahomes was recently asked about how important Reid has been in his development and here's what he had to say. He's meant the world to me. He's just the best. I mean, he's the best coach, obviously. Uh, I mean, one of the best coaches of all time, and, but he's, he's one of the best people of all time. He's learned how to get the most out of me every day. He doesn't let me be satisfied with where I'm at. 
Um, he teaches me a ton. Um, not only the quarterback position, but how, how to be a leader and how to be a, a great dad and how to be a great husband. Um, and it lets me be who I am every single day. I think if I went to some other places, I would have had to learn how to play the quarterback position in a different way. And he just lets me play the quarterback position the way that I want to play. And I think that's what's made me uh, such a such a, a different type of quarterback in this league. This really is a match made in heaven. It's a win-win for both sides. They have helped build each other's legacies. And they actually have the best winning percentage by a quarterback coach duo in the Super Bowl era. Mahomes and Reed are 798. Belichick and Brady are 769. Obviously, they have more games together. But you have to remember, Andy Reid hadn't won a Super Bowl until he was with Patrick Mahomes fairly recently in 2020 in Miami. But they're on, I would say, on the verge of a dynasty. I had this conversation with your buddy Ben Verlander yesterday. I believe a dynasty is three plus. After three plus championship wins in any sport, you can be considered a dynasty. Wait, three plus or just three getting there? Like if you go two and one? No. No. You You have to win. win. Uh, You have to win three championships in my mind to be considered a dynasty what do you think so back to back doesn't really mean anything but, that's only two it's only two huh that's a tough one um uh, that's nearly impossible in baseball right yeah hey the giants did three. Oh, that's a good one yeah yeah you had the yankees I, I just think getting it's so hard to get so there so you're now, on the side of it's a dynasty if you're doing well and you get there yeah if you get to three championships so you would you a, would you consider the Chiefs right now a dynasty? Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly would. Now, you made a great point on Reed. Hadn't won a Super Bowl. If memory serves, yeah. he had a lot of, um, I don't want to say choke, but he did have a lot of he losses. It, well, in, in, in the NFC Championship game, right? Um, and then he did get to the Super Bowl with McDab and they lost. They lost. But it was a lot of like, man, they, they're, they're underachieving with the roster they had. Yep. And now he's overachieving. I do wonder if people are not going to love part of Mahomes' quote. Which part? About, yeah, like teaching me to how to be a, a dad and a father. What do you, no, I mean, as a coach, you are, you're a role model, yeah. right? And and you can tell that they have an extremely special relationship, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a coach not only is teaching these men how to be great players, but how to be great people in life. So you can kind of see that side of it, too, of just being yeah. all-encompassing. How do you balance being a father and a quarterback of a billion dollar franchise uh, yeah Reed's just had a couple of his own family stuff with his kids that like I, I'm sure some people will see it that way I, I I don't know Andy Reed personally but him and Mahomes clearly work great together yeah. I mean the magic is cooking um yeah I would say dynasty and uh you're there mm, I say one more where do you rank them in like quarterback coach duos in NFL history are they up there gotta be top five right I mean yeah. there's, there's so much success already like Mahomes isn't even like a lot of quarterbacks don't hit their prime till like they're like 28, 29, right? Yeah. And he's younger than he's that. He's young. Yeah, I would say they probably are on track to be the best. I know they people don't be. want to hear that, but Belichick was like a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Reed is like an offensive wizard. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm, I'm so curious what people have to say yeah. about the, that's a good, good conversation about the dynasty. But speaking of duos, let's move on. Last season's offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson, will have a proper quarterback under center this season. After putting up 1,000 yards behind Flacco, Mike White and Zach Wilson, the second-year receiver, and Aaron Rodgers have been working together a lot this spring, and here's what Wilson had to say about their time together. 
when you know you have a new signal card coming in and a new a new uh, new quarterback, you just want to be able to get those reps and, and bookmark some some certain routes together. And we got a chance to do that. You know, it was awesome to be able to go with him and go against the defense with him. You know, leading the charge and see how he sees the defense and spend time with him in the film room. All those things and, and you know, a culmination of all of it leads to you know hopefully our success down the road. And uh, yeah, man, you know we're gonna try and keep building upon that. You know, we actually got, we we have a really small sample size together, but. Uh, you know, we feel like we, we took full advantage of the time we did have together. You know, that's all we could do. Now, what I love is we're going to get a full inside look into all of this during yeah. Hard Knocks, which is a gift. Yeah. It is gold for us and the sports world. Well, we'll actually get to see what Aaron Rodgers is like yeah. as a teammate, as a leader, what he's like in the locker room. Because everyone has their opinions, but we'll kind of get a look into this. But on the other side, when you're looking at Garrett Wilson, who's coming off being the Offensive Rookie of the Year, now he has an MVP behind him and is going to be able to work with him, plus all the other guys that Aaron Rodgers brought in, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, that can also kind of be mentors to him. So uh, I know this is your team. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So uh, let me ask subliminally. Okay. Is this a dig at the Packers? Because last year, Rodgers famously didn't want to work with the young guys. Remember, he, like, wasn't keen on hanging out with them, wasn't at the facility, wasn't clicking. They had Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs said he never once hung out with Aaron Rodgers outside the facility. Like, it's so new for Rodgers that I wonder if he's sending a message to the Packers that, see, I'm not the bad guy. You guys screwed me over. I don't, I'm not the bad guy. I want to work with young guys. I don't think he had a choice. You are coming mm. into a new team, a new franchise. All You are the biggest headline coming into this season. And this is one of your top guys who just won Offensive Rookie of the Year. You better yeah. be like bread and butter with him. Like, you got to be on the same wavelength. Like, we... We saw this in a couple different situations, like with the Rams when Stafford came in and you just heard how he was like attached at the hip with all of his wide receivers. Yeah. It's, it's just what you have to do. You have to be on that same wavelength. So it's it's smart. I'm happy that he's doing it, even though in the past he didn't want to maybe talk yeah. or get close to the young receivers. But it's like at LeBron. This point, Remember LeBron doesn't like playing with young guys. He's like, you can't win with young guys. I want veterans. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it works out with uh Rodgers and Wilson. I think it'll be. be I think it's going to be great. That was a nice little tease to our next one. Off to the NBA where Austin Reeves is coming off a big season where he blossomed for the Lakers in the playoffs and earned himself a contract extension. Now locked in for the long term, Reeves will look to capitalize as one of the pieces alongside LeBron and AD. But Darvin Ham has bigger expectations. Take a listen. I'm putting it on record right now. Austin Reeves will be an all-star at some point soon. Everything you saw him do last year, the kid is a flat-out competitor, one of the greatest human beings you could ever be around, always fun, keeps things simple, works at his craft, is fearless in the biggest of moments, and uh, my plan is to continue to feature him. He's our starting two guard. I think there's a lot more levels he's going to get to before it's all said and done, and he'll be an all-star and a world champion with me in the room with him. Austin Reeves stole the show last season. He was a big reason for the Lakers' success, especially during AD and LeBron's injuries. And as you mentioned, LeBron's not that key to maybe taking the young players under his wing, but you could tell he earned LeBron's trust. Also kind of had to because he stepped up with all the injuries when the Lakers were struggling 
kind of that first, yeah. a different team before the trade deadline, let's say that. But this is exciting. I mean, this is exactly what the Lakers needed to do during the offseason yeah. to secure, to kind of pick up where they left off towards the end of last season in the playoff run. He kind of got unlocked when they got rid of Westbrook, right? Yep. Westbrook, uh, notoriously uh, ball-heavy, ball-centric, yep. and now Reeves can get unlocked. I do wonder, like, so LeBron's definitely got one more season with the Lakers. So yes. Alex, he said you, that at we heard him say that during his speech at the ESPYS. Yes. Um, yeah. So he's definitely got one more with the Lakers. Austin Reeves just signed a four-year deal. If you and your crew were going to a Laker game, hey, what jersey should I get? Listen. I don't think it's a bad investment to get an Austin Reeves jersey. <laughs> They're not moving him. He's going to be with the team oh, for a he's while. He's going to be there, but like you also want to get LeBron because you don't know how many years he has left. That's fair. And that's like a collectible as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. That's a good point. Um, yeah. You just got to be careful of buying jerseys. I do buy jerseys. I don't You're know if you own any NBA jerseys. I'll never forget the first one I got. This you is embarrassing. You are a jersey guy. So I got a Gilbert Arenas jersey okay. back in Washington. Because, I mean, he was just getting buckets. His, uh, what was his nickname? The Hibachi. Uh, he was just, honestly, he was averaging like 30 a game. And I was like, Gilbert Arenas. Within like a year, he has that gun incident. Ugh. And it was like, oh my, I can't, I can't wear this in public. I'm embarrassed. You know, Gilbert Arenas is a buffoon. Yep. Um, he's now has a successful podcast. Um, but like you get an Austin Reeves jersey that you can wear that for like three, four years. He's not going. Oh, anywhere. I'm sure that's going to be a popular one amongst, especially like young kids. Like young AD. kids, like the young players. Would you get an AD jersey right now? I'm not a jersey person. I have vintage tees. I have like super oh, rad collection yeah. of Lakers vintage tees. I have a LeBron one. I have an AD one. I have championship ones. Yeah, the AD that's one. That's my style. I'm vintage that, tees. You're the jersey guy. Yeah, I, I don't know about that uh, AD t-shirt, Alex. That may uh, that may not have legs after this season. We'll we'll see though. It's still cool. <laughs> Alex with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All right, we love DK Metcalf here on The Herd. You know, he's been a visitor a couple times, but he did something yesterday that kind of blew my mind. I'll tell you about that next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, 
and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. To gain visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, take advantage of this special financing offer of no payments or interest for six months from NetSuite by Oracle. Go to netsuite.com slash herd. That's netsuite.com slash herd. All right, so um, in about five minutes, we're going to show you video footage of Colin Cowherd hanging out with the greatest basketball player in the history of the sport. Yes, this actually happened yesterday. We'll show you the video shortly. But first, quick NBA topic. Okay, so those of you who followed me for a while know that I am a tried-and-true Steph Curry guy. Fun little story. So I loved Curry at Davidson, was a big fan, was writing about it on the website, tweeting, all this nonsense. And so he gets to the NBA, and he's, you know, out of the gate, he's good, but not amazing. And then he has some ankle injuries. So I kind of knew somebody in his circle, and I was like, hey, can I get Steph Curry on my podcast? I'm starting a podcast. This was like 2013-ish, maybe 2014, 2012, right around that time. And he says, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, great. So I started a podcast way back. Steph Curry was the first guest I had. It was amazing. It was right before he signed what ended up being like the greatest contract ever because it was like underpaid uh, and it enabled them to like load up the roster in Golden State then went on their dynastic run. Even Alex Curry would admit that was a dynasty. Okay, so the dynasty's crumbling very quickly and there are actually some parallels to what the hell happened in New England with the Patriots. So just hear me out. Um, it doesn't start with Chris Paul, his behavior and antics, but there's a report now um, that Chris Paul is trying to, uh, he's holding out hope that he gets in the starting lineup alongside, get this, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. No mention of who's going to the bench, but Chris Paul, according to this report from Sam Amick, that Chris Paul wants to be a starter next season alongside Curry and Clay. I, I told you guys this was going to be a friggin' disaster. And I'm very upset about this. I- I- I'm a huge Curry fan. I have rooted for the Warriors heavily. And I'm just saying right now, this has disaster written all over it, okay? First, just a quick number, because, you know, I'm a numbers guy. 
The best starting five in the NBA last season, according to net rating, was the Golden State Warriors. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. That was the best starting five in the league. Chris Paul, 38, now wants to come in and say, ah, well, who cares if they were the best statistically? I can get up in there. Like, really? So this is going to be a thing. Now, remember, if you're like, Jason, this is just a report. No, 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 no. Here's video of Chris Paul last week talking about getting in the starting lineup. What do you think of, of their depth, their, their bench players that you might be playing alongside? Uh, you coaching? <laughs> oh, okay, well, I don't know what, is, what the situation is going to be yet. You know what I mean? So I think that'll be for us to, to figure out once we get going. You've never come off the bench in your entire career. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Um, like I said, it'll be a conversation for us when camp starts or whatnot. But me and Steve have talked or whatnot. But I, you know, that ain't something that you'd be like, "What up, man? Where you starting? You coming off the?" You know what I mean? So I think we'll figure all that stuff out in camp. Oh dear, it just doesn't. All signs are pointing to trouble ahead. Like um, I, I just have major concerns. So I mentioned dynasty, and you know, Alex and I were talking about dynasties earlier. So. The dynasty was rolling. Kevin Durant leaves. And, you know, how do we quickly recoup? Well, it just so happened that they had some injuries, so they were drafting super high. Uh, Bob Myers, the architect of some of the dynasty, not all of it, by the way, uh, was drafting high and, and made some poor decisions. James Wiseman was an abject failure. He did not fit, A, their timeline, be their offense. It was Now, listen, some people will give him a pass and say, listen, it was COVID, the scouting was wonky. Well, you know, James Wiseman is now gone. Shipped him out of town already before his rookie deal was even over. Moses Moody, we're still TBD. I like some things I saw last year. I loved him at Arkansas. I think he can still be an integral part. Jonathan Kaminga, I like him. I like what I've seen, but he doesn't look to fit this team. Again, um, like the Warriors have you know, some pieces still in place, but none of the pieces they've drafted to extend the dynasty have worked. So then you're like, okay, well, what about free agency? Well, they did draft Jordan Poole. And again, I like Jordan Poole. Cowherd makes fun of me for liking Jordan Poole. He helped them win. They don't win a title in 22 without him. They don't. But where they messed up badly was not seeing Jordan Poole talking trash in the locker room. Apparently, reports Jordan Poole irking Curry. Clearly Draymond. And then they give, give him the money, and then he starts talking more, and then Draymond sucker punches him, and then it's game over. So now Poole's gone. So essentially, you have a dynasty. You're trying to elongate the dynasty. The Patriots tried this with, with Brady. It has failed spectacularly. Bill Belichick can only whiff on so many drafts. Bill Belichick can only overpay so many free agents. Listen, it's tough. It is extremely difficult. Leagues structure their salary caps to prevent dynasties. It's funny. I, I've made this joke on my podcast. A lot of these owners, 99% of them, love capitalism. They've become incredibly wealthy. They're multimillionaires and billionaires. Then they get to the NBA and they want socialism. They want everybody to split up the profits. And all of a sudden, you see the Warriors and they're like, ooh, we got to pay that luxury tax? Jeez, I don't, I don't know about that. And now they're making bad roster moves. And it's just mistake after mistake after mistake. And this Chris Paul thing, I'm just telling you guys, this is a guy who has never come off the bench in his entire career, not once in the NBA. He is extremely proud, as well he should be. He's a very good point guard. He has been 
can I say irascible? I don't, I don't know if I can use that word here, but he's feuded with openly with DeAndre Ayton, Blake Griffin, and, you know, Colin loves to push back. Well, what have those guys ever done? Fine, fine, fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, where's the history of Steph Curry arguing with teammates, you know? Like, Chris Paul has got into it with teammates. I don't know who it's going to be this, this time around. And, and Golden State's trying to, you know, dress this up as, oh, we got a veteran, and, and he's going to stabilize the second unit, whatever that means. I mean, Jordan Poole did that two years ago. Last year, he couldn't do that. And now you're asking a 38-year-old guy who's never been part of a second unit, who's pushing back on reporters, and now he's going to go to the second unit? Listen, I, 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 listen I, I'm a big Warriors fan. You guys know this. I don't like this at all. It's going to be very tough for me to root for that team with this Chris Paul situation brewing. I, I, I don't like any of it. Alex, I don't know. Uh, this def- Just to be clear, this was a dynasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And now it's yes. over. You don't think it's they, in ruins? I mean, they recently won. How many? What, were 2022. They, yeah. So, I mean, they won, not last year, but the year before. So, you, you can't say it's over yet just because they didn't win back to back. I mean, they still have core core players they do um it's just it's they got hard. Him, they got he's obviously on the back end of his career yeah and curry's and, i think 35 I, he's still great though he never you never count out curry i mean he the shots that he makes like oh. i i won't count them out until they what they don't make the they don't make the postseason all right I, i'll say that's maybe in play listen they got badly beaten by the lakers in that series like badly beaten they did. And it was kind of bright. They each had badly beaten games, though. It's fair. That's yeah, fair. they both had blowout games. There just isn't a lot of optimism on my end. If you lose Curry for two or three weeks, he's 35. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't. It, 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 there's no room for error. It was like the Lakers when they lost LeBron. Yeah. It, when you lose, when your team's built around a, like a core one to two people and they're gone. Yeah. Not a lot of room, so the Suns Not are built better. Bears. Um, all right, so we do have the video of Colin Cowherd. Let me let me set this up with. Uh, <laughs> I had a good setup. Dang it! I think I already forgot it. But um, at, at any rate, Colin Cowherd was at some uh, podcast festival, film festival. I'm not yeah. sure what it was, and he happens to run into. LeBron James. Here is Cowherd hanging out with LeBron. Now, it sounds like he's pitching him a segment maybe there. Is that what it looks like? Is he trying to get him on the volume? Like, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I have not heard from Colin. I don't know. Have you by any chance? Uh, no, I just, saw, I just saw him yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to this, but uh, I mean, they both... They both own like podcast media companies, so maybe they're talking they're, strategy. They're both media moguls. Yeah, it's so they're, they're talking strategies. Like, what did you do? How do I get there? I don't so know. It, but I love, I love that for Colin. Yeah, that's a good look for him, hanging yeah. out with LeBron James. Yeah, de- decent uh, vibes there. So I do want to mention, so LeBron's had a busy summer. First, he nearly retired after the eh. Nuggets beat. Whoa, no, but what, me, what he said is he always has the conversation with himself. Can I give 100% of myself to the game Without without cheating the game is what he said in his speech, right? So I can I do this naturally? Can I do this? Am I still able to be here on the court to the best of my ability? At the end of every season, he debates that. He said he's been doing that for the last yeah. four or five years. My read was they got swept. And uh, LeBron wanted to take the attention off the sweep and put it on his future. Is he going to retire? So not He wasn't, I mean, wasn't going to retire. He said he wants to wait for Bronny to come into yeah, the league. Yeah, so I, I we already know that. 
But so, so why that the theatrics after the sweep? Because he's just felt- smart. He's a media mogul, and he kept yes, his name yes. in the media even though they weren't playing anymore. It was genius. Pretty genius. He's so then genius. He goes and he's coaching AAU basketball. I'm yep. sure you saw the videos him and Rondo coaching kids, um, and now he's hanging out with Colin Cowherd at a film festival out here. I don't know. My invite must have got lost in the mail. I know you get the best invites here, <laughs> Alex. So uh, Yeah, they sure. had they had all the parties, everything leading up to the ESPYs. They had like uninterrupted, had a bunch of events and whatnot. So I'm sure this was all kind of centered around the sports world all kind of being here in LA this week. But yeah. go Colin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So coming up next. So I've teased this a couple times. So DK Metcalf, receiver who's been on the couch here, uh, top top receiver in the NFL, came out with his top five wide receivers all-time list. And, you know, four of them, three or four of them make sense. But number one, absolute insanity. Also, coming up next hour, Eric Mangini, former Jets coach, because we got to talk more Jets. (laughs) It's the herd here, Jason and Alex in for Colin. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah. Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.